Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Terry Edelman Radio Show. Tonight we have an awesome filmmaker coming on. I'm so excited to bring him on shortly. His name is Michael Marino, and you can check out his films and trailers at mcmfilms.net. I'm going to bring him on in a moment. But before I bring him on, I just want to let everyone know about the concept of my show. The show has been doing so well since it was launched in early April of this year, and we're going into probably our, our 35 or 36 segment of the Terry Adamant Show. And we've had some awesome guests on, so please, everyone, feel free to check out the podcast. Um, everyone's live interview is available now as a podcast. So I was always interested in uh, starting a show where I could support and promote people in the entertainment industry. Uh, my background is as a clinical psychologist. I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology. And one of the things I really enjoy doing um, in my profession is interviewing people and learning about their lives and supporting them. So I'm also a musician and a singer-songwriter. I have an album out on iTunes and uh, all other major digital sites that you can check out. It's under Terry Edelman, and it's titled We Draw Behind, as well as I write for several magazines on the concept of psychology and entertainment, and now I'm doing radio shows. So I wanted to combine all these different aspects and bring people on so I could get their names out there to the masses. I personally know how difficult it can be when you are promoting yourself. Um, I'm an independent artist, and everything I do I manage on my own. So the concept, as I said, is really to help these people get their names out there and let the world learn who they are. So we're going to get a really good taste on our show that people drive tonight, what it's like to be in a profession, and a couple of things to find those um, as my guests for anyone calling me on that. It's what it's really about to earth and be able to discuss what they like, but I just want to make sure that uh, once people understand it, that although the psychologist uh, is not going to provide any type of Uh, interest tonight is what Michael's doing here. So the other concept that people please keep in mind is that I do want people to talk about, you know, any types of experiences they've had, but just to keep any uh, names anonymous or organizations, especially if it's a, a humiliating or embarrassing or hilarious story, uh, we don't want to embarrass or humiliate anyone, but we do want people to feel free to talk about what they'd like. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in and ask Michael questions, you can join us in the chat room. I do have the number there, too. It's 805-243-1320. And uh, please feel free to call him anytime during the show. Again, if you want to check out any of the trailers for his films, go to mcmfilms.net. And there you will see a variety of films that he currently has out, as well as we're going to talk about a new one tonight that he's currently working on releasing within the next, actually, couple of days. So let me tell you a little bit about Michael, and then we're going to bring him on. So he started uh, MCM, MCM Films. Uh, it was created back in 1999, and he is the producer and director for the company. Michael grew up in Washington, D.C., um, and he'll talk a little bit about his background. He is the son of a fifth-generation Irish-German mother and Spanish Basque father who migrated to the United States from Mexico in the 1950s. So he's fluent in Spanish, and he has a really wide appreciation and understanding of the world behind the confines of America. Um, He also has traveled the globe in many places, so he's had tons of different experiences, I'm sure. And uh, he did his studies also at uh, Rockport International Film School and the the Corcoran School of Art in Washington, D.C., so when he began the film company, he's done some amazing work, and I've just had a chance to uh, check out all the trailers, and it's it's definitely up my alley. I, I love the way he shoots this stuff. It definitely has an, an older school flavor, I think, and personally for me, I really like that. It reminds me of some of the stuff 
you know, done in the 80s, and I, I really think that that's something that our industry is missing today. You know, so many films have all this animated stuff, and it really takes away from, from the realistic flavor. So check out his uh, trailers. You're definitely going to get a feel for them. Um, some of the trailers that he has available right now is The Milkman, and all these movies also he'll talk about where you can purchase them. Um, that's one of the horror films that he produced and uh, received some awards for. And he also has the thriller and horror feature 502, which won the coveted Shakes Award in the Dead Time Film Festival. And currently he is working on The Haunting of Pearson Place, which is the one that he is just uh, getting ready to release uh, within the next couple of days. So again, check it out at mcmfilms.net. Okay, and we are going to bring Michael on now. Hey, Michael, Hello. how are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you tonight? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm just living the glamorous life of a filmmaker. I just walked out of the studio so I can be in my car alone from everybody else. Nice, How nice. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm really excited to interview you. And like I said, I'm I'm really uh, impressed with all of your work. It's really good stuff. Definitely great stuff. Well, I appreciate that, and thank you so much for the opportunity. It's really great to talk to you, and uh, I've been looking forward to it. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've been planning this for a while, and finally we solidified it, and you are here. <laughs> here we are on so, a rainy, um, Monday, what is it, Thursday night, Wednesday night? I don't even know what day it is anymore. I've been, you know, editing. I know. It's it's Wednesday. I know. I can't. Every yeah, day yeah, is Michael for me, too. Every day kind of seems to blend into the other, so I can uh, I can yeah, appreciate and yeah. empathize. Yeah. Yeah. But so, well, you know um, what? I love that's, it, so that's what matters. If you don't love it, why do it? Right, exactly. That's that's true. I mean, you got to really be passionate about something and be willing to put your all into it. And right, if it's just something you're you're half-assing, it's probably not going to be the best thing. So, yeah. Well, definitely. yeah, yeah. More than likely not, and then uh, you're going to feel bad about it later. So you might as well go. You might as well fail big and enjoy it, and uh, not try at all. <laughs> Very good way to conceptualize it. Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't you give give the audience some um, some background from how you got involved in even getting into the film industry? When when did you get uh, interested in it? Was it as a kid that something that fascinated you? Well, I think like most people who end up in the film industry, it's generally because nobody else would take me. You know, every <laughs> job I tried, uh, you know, there's a certain level of creativity they allow you to have. You know. Um, mm hmm and and I was a I was a I was a producer. I was a news producer for many years. Uh, I worked at Capitol Hill beat. Uh, covering the news, and essentially what it came down to was, you know, I felt like I was watching fantasy every day anyway, so I thought, hey, why don't I just make movies? So I, I right. kind of fell into it by accident, you know. It was sort of, um, I've always loved movies, and people obviously love movies and never think about getting into making them, but I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and give it a shot. So without even uh, really thinking too much about it, I took on a job uh, at a public access station in Rockville, Maryland, and started doing okay. like production, like like you know PSAs, you know public source announcements, things like that. And I just okay. got hooked, you know. And then I started taking more classes at the Corcoran and at the Rockport International Film Schools up in Maine. And I went out to USC for a brief stint, but uh, nice. felt that that money should be used to make a movie than to actually be uh, telling somebody else telling me how to make a movie. I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and make one. And uh, <laughs> right. sometimes experience is sometimes experience is the best teacher, you know. So I'm a little non-traditional in my in my approach. You know, I didn't really I didn't go to a formal film school, and uh, I, I just sort of surround myself with very good people who know what they're doing, which is the best way to go. I agree, absolutely, absolutely. So that's so that's what got us where we are ahead. now. Okay, okay. So what I guess for me, I mean, looking at the stuff that you've done, um, and I'm a huge horror fanatic, and as I mentioned in the intro. You know, my wife is basically like your films. I mean, <laughs> that is my reality. Yeah. I, I interview serial killers. I work with sexists. I mean, you know, the, the worst of the worst. I find it challenging. I enjoy doing it. Um, it's always fascinated me. So what made you kind of get into that type of genre, That this horror genre that definitely has, uh, at times, a serial killer type of, of flavor to it? Um, what drove you to that? Well, uh, that's a two-part question. So how to get into it? I got into it yeah. basically. Horror films are, you know, for, from an economic standpoint, they're the best way to go because all you need is a house and five or six actors, you know, five or six actors, 
and you only have to pay one of them for the entire shoot because you kill off one every other day. So, you know, basically it saves you money. It's it's hard to make an action wow. film, you know, when you when you need a field Great. and, you know, a bunch of soldiers and, you know, it's tougher. It's more explosions. So horror films are very, very basic. I mean, it's it's the, it's the most cost-effective way to approach a movie. And it's also a really great proving ground as a director because in horror films, you have to sort of know, you have to learn how to, to, to work on with, with the idea of drama, comedy, action. It has all right. the elements of every other film. So if you can make a good horror film, you can probably make a good drama. You can probably make a good comedy. You can probably make a good dra- action film. So it's a really okay. good sort of combination of all those things. Um, why I got into the horror films is, you know, again, economics. And it just, I, you know, I'm not, you know, unlike you, I'm probably not as big a horror film fan as you are. Uh, you know, okay. only because I, I kind of like, I like sort of, you, you mentioned earlier how like, my films are kind of more like sort of the 80s. They're kind of maybe yeah, a little back it. in the 70s. You know, they're more 70s, 80s. You know, I, I kind of, I, I like the idea of doing films that have an actual narrative and then there may mm-hmm. be something going off, like what's around the corner there? What's over there? You know, I, I, I love these sort of English films. Absolutely. And, films and, and uh, Mario Brava and, you know, these guys who did these films with no money and they would convince you something was going on when it wasn't. And so, as, mm-hmm. as my friends tell me, I like the idea of just sort of tricking people. You know, maybe I'm a frustrated magi- magician or something. I don't know. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, your job is a lot more interesting to me than you think. Well, I think it's again, just to, just to digress for one moment, Michael, we are definitely yeah. talking off the air because I, I want to work with you in some aspects. So that will be another story, but we'll talk about that privately because, Again, I just yeah, yeah. I'm so drawn to what you do and I think I have so much to offer with what I've experienced in my own life and my the work that I do. So we'll talk on yeah, privately sure, about that. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't want to embarrass anybody. We'll leave that we'll leave that to us later, you know. Yeah. So I definitely. Got it. Yeah. So and I agree with you. I you know, I said eighties this but now that I'm thinking about it, right, it does have that really early eighties, like you're saying, like a, a later seventies type of feel and for some reason, those are the movies that I remember that I loved, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, Psycho, you know, the original right. ones. And you don't see that right, anymore. Right, right. Well, um, I think a lot of so, times the problem is that they put too much in front of you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the stuff now is too... Tool. Absolutely. And now it's so animated, it's so contrived sometimes, and that's what I like, like you're saying. Like, I was just watching before... Um, I'm sorry, let me get, the, what was the name of it, the one with the, the woman running through the swamp? Oh, uh, Dismal Creek. Yeah, I mean, I was just watching that before, and I was just like, okay, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, you know what I mean? I was just kind of like getting really anxious and anticipating what's around the corner, and then, yeah, that was that was awesome, really cool. Yeah, it's a good payoff there, I like that one, it's a good trailer. Um, that's a work in progress. Uh, we're not even. Okay. We haven't even shot that one yet. That's we just shot the trailer for that one, and that's one I'm just itching to get to. But you know Me. that 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 and but you know it's it's again it goes back to the same thing. You have to sort of. There's nothing wrong with CGI. There's nothing wrong with animation. You know, it, it's like when you make right. a movie about the Titanic, the hard part is you got to show the Titanic. You know what I mean? So right. obviously, mm-hmm. doing it with CGI was the smart way to go because you know it's what are you going to do? Build a Titanic? And right. that's, that gets pretty expensive too. I mean, even even a two hundred million dollar film has to you know watch its cost at some point. So right. I, I would say essentially, you know, for me, you work with the tools you have, and then then you try to be creative. And I just, if you love it, it, it isn't a, it isn't a chore, you know. So you, you it gets to sure. be fun, and that's what matters. And that's something interesting that you brought up. So like you said, you're you're not a huge horror fanatic. You're so passionate about making films. So how do you maybe combine the two if you're not, you know, 150% gung-ho about horror? I mean, evidently you like it, but how do you... Oh, I like it a lot. I guess... I like it a lot. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I just, you know, a lot... Of, when you want to talk to somebody who's, a, like, a real fanatic when you go to those conventions, you no, learn I'm not so that. much. <laughs> yeah, well, those, right. those are fanatics. You know, they're the, they're the fanatics, and... And uh, they're, they're fascinating because they're such a loyal, they're such a loyal following, and you gotta love people who are so loyal to something like that. And you know, when I've gone to these horror conventions and I meet with somebody and I just start talking to people and you listen to all this stuff, they they you, they educate you. You know, they keep you honest too. They're like, hey, you know, that didn't work because, and you say, well, you know, because they're the true horror fans. And you know, if you can get them to like your movie, 
then you know mm-hmm. most of the people are going to really like it, you know, and that's and that's the thing. It's it's one thing to cook for a chef, you know, and another thing to ask a chef to come mm-hmm. by and cook for you. So it's a very different game. But they're a wonderful that's a good audience. Analogy. And, I, and, and I really love, I really love, you know, uh, horror films because it's fun. It gives you a lot of freedom, you know. You get mm-hmm. to do. There's, you don't have to explain everything in a horror film, you know. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be logical all the time. If you're going to watch a horror film and expect it to be logical, then you're not allowing yourself to enjoy it. And right. That's how right. So. You know, like where'd that spaceship cool. come from? Doesn't matter. It's a horror film, you know. So it, <laughs> right. it just, yeah, it, it's okay, you know. You're, and that actors, that's why actors love doing them. I mean, right now, not to plug other movies, but you know, of all people, Daniel Craig, James Bond, is doing a horror film. You know, mm-hmm. what are the odds? Mm-hmm. Because he, as an actor, I'm sure he gets to play. You know, and they get to play, and if an actor gets to play, it means a director gets to play, and that's the fun part about doing a horror film because you get to play. Right. Nice. So right. that's, that's the part of it Which, I, I um, really do love. Yeah, that's great. Have you ever done any horror conventions where you presented your films with them? Um, no, 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 not yet. Uh, we okay. the, the last two films were eh, they weren't quite. You know, I'm I'm kind of funny. It's it's like if it's not to the caliber that I want it to be, we're not going to put it out in that broad of an audience yet. Okay. Um, we definitely okay. have marketed. Five hundred two was really well done, but. Uh, this is the first one that I think has really got all the all the pieces have fallen into place. I know this is this is the one I'm proud of all of them, but you know this is the one that's graduating high school. You know what I mean? It's ready to get out in the world. Okay, cool. And we're definitely going to get to that one because that's the one that you're you know, like you said you know promoting right now. But speaking a little yeah. bit, let's talk a little bit about 502. I thought sure. that was I mean just I thought it was brilliant the concept of it. Um, so just to just to make sure that I'm on the same page and I understand what you were going for. It was basically a guy who was trying to write something about a serial killer, and so he tries to actually put himself into the role of it to really get into it. Right. It's, he's a writer who is doing an article or writing a book on a serial killer, and okay. he's having a tough time getting into the guy's serial killer's <laughs> head. So he decides, right. well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to go back to that argument of is it you know is it environment or is it nature? Mm-hmm. You know what what made this guy who he is? So he says I'm going to spend the weekend in the serial killer's now vacant apartment. And what he doesn't realize is part of the serial killer's insanity was because of the apartment, you know, and things. Oh happen, wow! You know? So you know sometimes you know it's, it, and that one actually. That has a really close tie to the current film, The Haunting of Pearson Place, because that oh, cool. draft, that draft that I wrote originally, uh, we couldn't get the financing for that draft, so I, I pared it down and made it basically about a, a guy in an apartment. You know what I mean? And so, which then grew into the current film that we have now. So they're, they're very, they're very closely tied. Oh, nice, interesting. Okay, very cool, very cool. Um, yeah, and five hundred two, as in five hundred two, as you said, it's it's. Available at Amazon.com if people want to purchase it. Yep, you can get it on Amazon, and you can get it directly from me. But I mean, Amazon's just as good because uh, it, it, it gets you it gets to you just as quick. Okay, cool, very cool. So yeah. everyone definitely check out. Uh, you got to go to his website, mcmfilms.net. Check out the trailer for 502, and I'm sure it's gonna. If you're a horror fan, definitely uh, look into getting this one because it looks like it's it's awesome. Really good stuff. Um, I appreciate that. It's got a little shining thing to it, you know. I like that. Love the shining, absolutely. Yeah. And um, just just out of curiosity, what? How did you even get that idea for that film? Like for what? I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really remember. I think uh, <laughs> I want I want to say it was from a, a news article I read about a guy. It was, you know, I remember reading an article about a serial killer and thinking to myself, I wonder why these guys are the way they are. Uh-huh. You know, aside from the more obvious, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking of thinking what somebody is or isn't. Um, you know, and I thought, you know, I've always wondered what the – they always talk about how – you always hear about the neighbor said he was such a normal guy or such a quiet guy. And right. I always wondered, what's their house like inside? You know, what's their artwork like? What's their furniture like? What's their What are their dishes like? And then wouldn't mm-hmm. it be interesting to live in somebody's house for a couple of days that was like – that person, and then you know, would they? Would you sort of understand them better, or should you even understand them better? You know, and then it right. kind of went into a little different direction. It became more supernatural, and then so that's kind of where the idea that's came. That's cool. From. 
Yeah, yeah I, no, you know, it's, it's so, so, so creative. Yeah, and it's it, and it's it's uh, some would say cr- you're being kind. Some would say a little more uh, <laughs> concerned. You know, but the point is, you know, I, it, it's just it's it's uh, you know, to, it's easy to judge somebody when you're on the outside, and so sometimes you really do have to step in somebody's shoes and understand them a little better. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I could never, you know, people would say to me like, you know, like you're saying, what makes someone do those things that they do? Is it nature? Is it nurture? Is it a combination? But everyone is so individualized and so different, and they come from just, you know, a whole host in terms of their background of just some similar experiences, but but everything, like you're saying, it's very individualized, and I can't generically say, okay, this is what drives a person to do something like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. You can't say everybody's exactly the same and would react the same way to everything. It's just right. we're all very different, you know. Uh, my brother and I were together a few weeks ago when that earthquake hit D.C. Uh, we, were eating, we were eating lunch outside, and I felt it coming, and I was up out of my seat and standing outside, and he was still sitting there. He, he, he made fun of me. He's like, you ran away. I said, yeah, but if it was really serious, I'd still be here. You, you know, same situation, but we both reacted completely different, and we're both from the same family. So right. who knows? Absolutely. Mhm. So let's real, real quick, Michael. Let's take. A, um, we have someone calling in, so let's take a quick call, and then I definitely want to get back to the interview, and we're going to talk about uh, the haunting of Pearson Place and and get inside your mind about some of the other stuff that you're up to. All right. Scary, scary stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. So seven three two. You are now on the air with filmmaker Michael Marino. Hi, Carrie. It's Ray. Hey. How are you, Ray? I'm good. How are you? Good. Just to, let me just give Michael a background. Ray, uh, Ray is from, he hosts a radio show called 98, 98.8 Rock on, uh, he has it on Facebook and stuff, and he regularly calls into my show. So I told him to check out your trip. And, yeah. and now I actually yeah. got it on Twitter and MySpace. I'm actually doing it live right now. I'm trying to at least. I'm trying to. Nice. I'm busy, busy. Okay. <laughs> so... So, uh, why don't you, uh, did you check out one of Michael's trailers? I was, yeah, I was checking out the link that you sent me and the one on the comment that I commented on, and I clicked on it, and it was pretty cool looking. I like it. It was twisted. Oh, but did you get did you get a chance to actually see one of the films that he's doing? No, I actually didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, just, let's, uh, I mean, let's, just because. Michael's short on time. He's actually in the studio tonight, you know, editing his movie that's going to be released. So um, let's, you know, if you have a question for him, as a filmmaker, uh, feel free to ask him one. Hi. Um, when hey, did Ray, you how are start... you? I'm good. When did you start getting into, like, the horror films and stuff? What, what was your, is this your first ever movie or, like, what's your first ever one? Uh, I started doing horror almost... I would say it was my second movie out. Uh, I tried doing an action film the first time out, and it was just really, really hard to do because, you know, it, it's expensive. I could understand. So, <laughs> so yeah, I got into it uh, pretty much from the, you know, from the get-go. And uh, so it's not my first not my first one, but, you know, each one you learn something. So you, you hopefully you get better each time, you know what I mean? Yeah. So okay. what, what was your second ever movie called? Uh, the second movie I made was, let's see, we made The Deal, that was the action film, then we did, I'm, forget, I'm going blank here, let me decide what to, oh, it was called The Milkman, The Milkman, it was kind of a, uh, kind of the a milk knockoff, man? Of, yeah, The Milkman, have you ever seen Halloween, the original Halloween? Yes. Yes. Okay, so imagine yes. that character as a milkman, a psychopathic milkman, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> and he killed all his Kills all his uh, all his kills are, are with are with dairy products. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so he kind of like drowns oh, you in milk, okay. injects you with cheese, stuff like that. Oh my gosh, that's funny, Michael. I thought, um, you know, I was watching it before, um, and that was interesting. That was really interesting the way that one was shot, because that was even that was even more that was different than the other ones. Um, so yeah, I we shot that really like, rough. I like it. I love it. It has that gritty feel to it. Um, so I thought he just used, like, literally a milk bottle, but that is so funny that you're saying it's actually dairy products that he's using to, you know, kill off his uh, people. Yeah, he uh, he injects one of his victims with a syringe full of milk, and, you know, you know, and another yeah. girl gets drowned in a tub of milk, and 
Another guy gets killed with an ice cream cone. It's, you know, it's, it's a little bizarre. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, we're we're actually we're actually re, we're actually recutting that movie and we're we're thinking about reshooting it with a bigger budget in the uh, fall of next year and then doing okay. a wider release. So, you know, we can put a real good amount of money behind it cuz I think it's I think it's got something that people would get a kick out of. Yeah, and that's you know what that's a perfect example I think of you saying where you're taking the horror genre and you're combining it with comedy oh, and drama. Stop. I mean that's that's a perfect example. Yeah, okay, um, right. They, they, they have they, they all have elements, you know. You you can't I think if you do stuff and these are I'm not disparaging Saw or Hostel, but to me those kinds of movies are a little too in your face and you know there's you know they tend to be a little too much for for my taste. I mean. Uh, the thing I like about hostels, I always think to myself, well, you know, I mean, I don't like about hostels. It's just, unfortunately, there are people in the world that are like that, you know. Uh, Saw, for me, is, is interesting because I think to myself, well, what would I do? So, you know, everybody's right. got their own right. taste. And that's okay, you know, but I'd like to add a, I, I like to add a little sarcasm and, you know, ha-ha-ha to it because Absolutely. movies are ultimately, you know, movies are supposed to be fun. You know, we're getting kind of away from that, I think. People are getting too serious about it. It's supposed to be like, hey, let's turn the movie on. Let's put a movie on. Have some friends over and have a, you know get freaked out, laugh, you know, scream, right. you know that kind of right. make fun of it a little bit. Uh, you know they're not supposed to be life is serious enough, as my dad would always say. Why would I watch that? Life is serious enough. Watch something with a little bit of comedy too. It'd be nice, you know. So right. uh, I, think it's, but, I, I think injecting a little horror would be advantageous. I agree. So right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna continue the interview with Michael, okay? So if you have any other, yeah. you know, if you have one more quick question for him, I'm gonna you know move on, okay? Okay. Um, what was I about to say? I can't stand when I can't I forget something. That's okay. Oh, I mean you can wait, 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 you can wait. still listen in. Go ahead. Oh, I got it. Um, yes. Uh, you know I have my radio show and stuff. Like sure. all that. This isn't about like a movie question. I just have to ask this: What is your favorite band of all time? <laughs> I don't know why, but my I just want to know. My ahead. favorite band of my favorite band of all time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how far back are we going? Like a hundred years? No. Whatever's your favorite, uh, Michael. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good question because you know I like I don't know I like all kinds of music, but I would have to say probably. In excess, because they remind me when I was a young guy. Nice. Yeah, and, and I lived in Australia for a while, so I really liked it down there. Yeah, my Uncle Cliff really likes uh, In Excess. Uh, when I was coming back from Carolina with him, because he was in North Carolina, we went in the big rig, the 18-wheeler, and uh-huh. um, he put on Inxus, Duran Duran, MJ, and Iron Maiden. Weird combination. I think, nice. I think your uncle and I have the same taste in music. It sounds like. Cool. Yeah, he, he's right, into right. a lot of stuff. I, I got All a question right. for you. I got a question for yeah. you. Ask your uncle if he likes if he likes ACDC. Ask your of uncle who he likes he better. AC- okay, ask him who he likes better: Bon Scott or Brian Johnson. I always have to say Bon Scott, <laughs> but uh, I think he oh. says Bon Scott too, because yeah. um, <laughs> the last time is. I talked to him. He said, um, let there be rock. Is, I, he thinks it's a lot better than for those about to rock because it's sure. it's a lot more faster and heavier to him. And right now I'm, I just ended with uh, let there be rock, and now I got guar on. It's really nice, short. It's War is good. Sadio Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell is the album, though. Highway to Hell. Got to go with Highway to Hell. Yeah, that is true. And and, and, I, and I'm going to bring that back to the movie because that's my job. We have a scene in the film. We call it the hallway. Okay, I'm film, just gonna so. I'm gonna wrap so, up know. though with uh with Ray if that's okay, Michael. Okay. You got it. You got it. It's your show. Okay. You Thanks so much, Ray, for calling in. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Nice to you, I always love calling. In. You know that. I know. Thank you. <laughs> have All a right. good night. All right. You too. Bye, Karen. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. Okay. He's very sweet. He's he's been a regular fan and caller now for a few handful of weeks. That's what you need. You got to have it. You know, that's the way it should be. I know. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. So, okay, I'm sorry. That's your bread and butter, you know. 
Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. The fans mean everything. So definitely. So getting back to, I'm sorry, what you were saying, you were talking about the music and then you started to tie that into uh, films. Oh, I was just saying that uh, he was asking about ACDC and, or I mentioned ACDC and I just said we have, you know, when you break down your film for DVD, you name the chapters and one of the scenes we call it the hallway to hell, which is a kind of a play on the highway to hell album. So, because okay. yeah, all the guys, when we were like high school kids, that was our, you know, older brothers or our DVDs or CDs, depending on how old you guy, the guy is that's sitting in the room at the time. So, you know, so we have, we have that sort of thing going, but yeah, it, 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 it's part of your influences. That's what I'm getting at. You know, you never know where right. you're going to draw from. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you have a huge, you know, fan base and all different types of people and the same thing with me with the radio show and my music and the other stuff I do. So yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, and then we'll get into definitely the haunting of Pearson Place in a moment because I know that you have a lot of work to do tonight. I'm just curious to know, what was the first horror film that you remember viewing that might have had an impact uh, influence on you? Oh, that's easy. That's The Exorcist. That's probably most everybody. Oh, yeah? Knows. Okay. The Exorcist, yeah, it absolutely is the one that uh, I remember seeing it with my older brother. Uh, I don't remember where we were. It was on VHS and... He uh, he played it, and I was just yeah that uh, that freaked me out. <laughs> it was a very, and again here here's another thing that you know you never really saw anything you know. And uh, you're right. I mean, I it really just, took base what in the bedroom of someone's you know for the most part of someone's house. Yeah, and and mostly you never saw anything. I mean, there are a handful of effects, and the rest is just noises and hissing and really heavy dialogue and her floating off the bed, but, I mean, besides that, right. I don't really see any blood or creatures. I mean, you know, green pea soup, but that's about it. But, I mean, right. when you're 10 years old, you look at that, and your older brother's, like, trying to scare you. That has a lot to do with it. I think every filmmaker's got the older brother story, though. Right. I think, I think you know, I was the older sister. I used to do that to my, my brothers. I'd make them watch nice. this stuff with me. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Did you ever, and here, this is here, this is something personal. Did you ever see a movie, and I don't really remember it because this was when my, my dad walked in and after that, because my parents didn't know what we were renting half the time. You know, the scarier and the weirder, the better. We would just rent it and they would just let us. Did you ever see a movie called Martin Portrait of a Serial Killer? Did you ever hear that? I can't that? say that I have. I can't say that I you, have. I've seen Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Henry. That was my bad. Yeah. Yeah, Henry. Yeah, yeah. So, I absolutely have seen that with Michael Rooker. Absolutely. Uh, one of my yeah. favorite actors. And I, all I, I got to actually rent that sometime because I don't know what was going on, but something evidently was going on in the film that we shouldn't have been watching. And after that, we were told, okay, PG-13, no more of these movies. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's kind of a – that movie gets pretty pretty, pretty heavy. Uh, you know, there's some right. pretty graphic scenes in that movie. Right, right. That that's what I meant, not Martin. Yeah, yeah. No, Henry, absolutely. Wow, cool. So, okay, so let's get into The Haunting of Pearson Place. Tell us tell us about the concept of this film and uh, what's what's happening right now with that. All right, The Haunting of Pearson Place is a supernatural thriller with horror elements. Uh, the story is a it's a group, it's about a a couple, a yuppie couple in mm-hmm. their mid-30s who uh, their their marriage is not exactly going splendidly. And they decide to buy a an old B and B or an old Victorian house in a small town, and they're going to convert it to a B and B. And what they don't know is the house was used as a hospice for returning World War One veterans. And okay. World War One World War One veterans were treated very badly in that house by the uh, the owners, the two two nurses. Uh, one was called the founder, and the other one was called the head nurse. They were they were sisters. And that they abused these soldiers during while they were caring for them. Um, it's kind of a uh, a yeah, a slightly veiled metaphor for our healthcare problems in this country, <laughs> and uh, okay. how we treat the el- and how we treat the elderly. And uh, these these people buy the house, uh, you know, hoping they can convert it into a B and B. And the house and its spirits or ener- entities or energy, depending how you look at it, have uh, very okay. different ideas on what what's going to happen. And so uh, they just, uh, you know, madness ensues, as they say. Nice. 
Nice, really cool. Yeah, yeah can't wait. So what's what's going on with that right now? I know you got a you got a um, premiere coming up for so, it. We're doing a, a private screening on Friday night. Um, okay. And we're just finishing up some of the sound design elements. You know, sound design that would be like you know the sound of a creaking door or wind blowing. Sure. And, you know, making sure that the levels are right with the music and. Uh, it's a very uh, tedious process. I mean, you can spend an hour saying that door doesn't sound loud enough or it doesn't sound yeah. right, listen to a different creak. Uh, you know, you have to be very uh, sort of focused on what you want. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're just making some nice final touches to make sure because we do have the screening on Friday night. We had we sold out the first screen, so we had to schedule a second one, and we sold out the second one. So we have 500 people nice. on Friday night. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. And uh, it's a beautiful theater right on Pennsylvania Avenue, six blocks from the U.S. Capitol. And uh, okay. we're going to be, you know, we're going to be doing it up. So it's going to well, be fun. Congratulations. I want to make sure that everybody awesome. comes. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, you know, we've got some of the stars flying in from L.A. and from New York, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Awesome. Very I'm cool. I'm going to be listening for those creaky doors, making sure that they're right, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I know someone who does that type of work, sound design for actually for horror films, and yeah, so I, I know some of the experiences that he does when he's working on these films and stuff. So I can appreciate what you're talking about, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, horror films in particular, music and you know the sound design are very, very key elements to a film. You know, so it, it really mm-hmm. the experience is a lot more enhanced if the music is, is excellent and the sound design is top notch. So you know, it's very important. Absolutely. So, where, um, what are you planning on doing with the movie? Are you planning on trying to, you know, sell it to a production company to push somewhere, or what's your goals with it? Well, once we finish, uh, once we start marketing, which will happen in about a week, because I'm going to take a little break. Um, okay. Th- we have five or six distributors that have already contacted us. They're interested in looking at the film. Uh, we're also cool. going to enter it in, in, in a bunch of film festivals uh, throughout the country, uh, starting in December. Uh, running right through to about March. And, you know, the, the idea is to sell the film for a little bit of a profit so that you can turn that money around and put it back into another film. And mm-hmm. we have another film slated to start filming next spring or late summer. Uh, and so, you know, we, we want to take that money and put put it towards that film. Cool. Very cool. And is it, it's a full-length film, right? How long is the film about? Uh, this film? Yeah. The Fearsome Place? Uh, it's an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, it's feature length. Yeah, Absolutely. cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's uh, feature length, and, you know, uh, we, we have an international crew. We have, you know, uh, CGI guys in India and Ukraine, and, you know, we we got a musician. It's, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty, for me, it's the biggest project I've, I've had so far. But, you know, it's upward and wow. you know, onward, as they say. So that's that's the plan, more cool. or less. Nice, very cool. Yeah. And yeah. any any with that? I said, yeah, I hope so. You know, we'll, we got to get it out there in the world. I want people to like this. Yeah, I think they will. I mean, I love this stuff, so I'll, I'll keep promoting it for you, and definitely, uh, you know, I'll definitely plug the podcast once the show's over and stuff, so people can check out the interview and learn more about you and where they can find out about your work. So, absolutely. Any plans to do any? Other types of films, or are you going to still kind of just stick that with the, with the horror genre? Uh, I would say whatever and whenever. You know, I never want to box myself in and say I'm never going to do mm-hmm. another kind of film or, or do a specific kind of film. Uh, I have a, I have a, actually got a World War One film that I that I'm working on uh, that I would love to do, and that came out of this film because I was doing research on the World War on World War One um, beyond the stuff you learned in high school. And it made me want to do a film, you know, kind of like a Braveheart, but in World War One kind of thing, you know. So, okay. Yeah, anything's possible. I mean, you know, comedy. Cool. I love to do comedy. Um, but I, I do like I do like doing the, the supernatural thriller slash horror films. They're they're a lot of fun, and you know, the actors have a great time with it. The crew has a great time with it, and it's fun to say it's more blood. Throw more blood on the ground. We need more blood. <laughs> you know? Right. So, you know, it just it, because it, it's sort of ridiculous sometimes, but it makes that's the fun of it. And, it. and again, I go back to what I said early on: is that if it's fun, it's not work; it's just fun. Right. Absolutely. So, what what piece of advice do you have for someone who's, you know, looking to get involved in the film industry? Someone maybe who's an up and coming person. Uh, what would be your 
one piece of advice for them? Go to law school. With regard, <laughs> what's that you said? I said go to law school. Go to law. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, you know, there's so many people out there, whether they're, you know, striving to be musicians or filmmakers right. or writers. So, I mean, what are some of the things, just, you know, briefly that you found maybe some of the difficulties you've encountered and what are some ways that people can try to get around those or manage those? I think, you know, give, my advice would be if if you really love doing what you're doing, you're going to you're going to you have to you have to persevere and you have to be willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice a lot. And you don't know what those sacrifices are going to be because for everybody it's going to be different. Uh but right. but the reality of the situation is is that you know it's 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 not going to come to you, you know, on your first try or your second try, maybe even your third try. It might take 5, it might take 6. But if you truly love what you're doing, then it's not really that much of an effort. So my only piece of advice is make sure that you're doing something you want to do because right. this is what you are. This is who you're going to be, your, you know, for most of your life. And, you know, I've, I've met a lot of filmmakers over the years who had a lot of passion, but they weren't willing to persevere and they weren't willing to sort of sacrifice certain things. And, that, and this is their right, you know, to continue moving right. forward. And, you know, nobody's going to say that there's a guarantee for me tomorrow or the next day. But I think the reality is is that, you know, if you really believe in what you're doing, then, then you, you have to keep going. And the second piece of advice I would give is, which is kind of dangerous, is listen to the people that you work with. Hire the best okay. that you can hire. And that doesn't mean you have to pay them a lot of money, but find people that with as much passion as you have. If they don't have as much passion as you have, then you don't want to work with them. You want to work with somebody who's got as much passion for what you're doing as as what they're doing is what you're doing because it's important because you're going to be together for a long time, you know, a lot of hours exactly. into the day, a lot of hours into the night, and you're going to be around each other. So if you guys have a central goal or a singular goal, then you'll be you'll be better off. Uh, but if you find some, mm-hmm. you'll find people who kind of want to do it, kind of sort of like doing it, you know, are willing to kind of kind of do it, you don't want to be around them. Be around the guy who really 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 wants it. Poor gal, right. you know. That's, and yeah, I think that's a great that's point important. with with a lot of. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was saying it's just it's just it's really important, you know, that you have to work with people who want it as much as you do. Mhm. No, I mean I think very well said and well put. Absolutely. So um, I've had a lot yeah, of well, like I said, checks over the years. You know what I mean? So it's it's you know okay. oh yeah, give me I'll money, give me money, but when it's time for them to sign a check, they don't do it. You know. So. Oh, you mean in terms of offering money for the films to work with you? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, investors, you know, people find out you're a filmmaker. There's a romantic sort of, you know, uh, sense about filmmaking and making movies, you know, that there's a, it's a lot of work. And so when Mm -hmm. push comes to shove, you know, people will offer you everything, but you know, how many people are actually going to do it? And that's, that goes from people who are investing to people who are willing to work. Are you going to be there at the 11th hour when I need you, you know? Right. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah, I'm, and I'm sure people, like you said, they think of more the glamorous aspects about it rather than the the hard work, like you're saying, and perseverance that goes into it. And I can appreciate that very much. What you're talking about, so absolutely. So if you need an yeah. extra in your uh, your remake of the Milkman, um, I'd like to be killed <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. Well, if you if you can make so, it down to DC on Friday night, you should try to come. Oh, it's in, in Washington DC. Yeah. I'm talking about wow. the screening this Friday, yeah. Oh, I wish I could. Actually, this, yeah, it's hard for me on the weekends with the my work schedule at the prison. <laughs> but but yeah, definitely, if you, ever have something, if you have something a little more local, I would love to. Yeah, we're going to try to do something in New York, uh, so that might be easier for you. Yeah. Right? Aren't you in New Jersey? Yeah, I'm in New Jersey, yeah. Are you – I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, so we're going to try to do something in New York, so – that might work okay. out. Okay. Nice. And are you from New York? No, I'm from uh, I'm from DC. I'm born and raised in DC. I just moved back here. Oh wow. Two years ago. Yeah. So that's where you're currently living is in DC. Right. Currently in DC. Okay. And, uh, okay. I'm I'm gonna we're you know I'm I'm anywhere where I gotta go for the film I'm, I'm gonna go so. Right. Right. Yeah. If it came to me, you know, being a part of something, I'll I'll be there. So don't worry about that. <laughs> Absolutely. But Absolutely. um, 
Yeah, but no, Michael, I mean, you're you're fascinating. You're doing some amazing work, and uh, I'm sure everything you're doing is going to be a huge success. I mean, everything's really good. Well, I appreciate that, and thank you so much for uh, giving me the chance. I mean, to talk with you was really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like I said, let's definitely keep in touch off the air. And if you're doing another project that you want to come on to promote and talk about, feel free to contact me. I'd love to bring you back on again as a guest. Oh, I will. I'll definitely do it. All right. So so we'll definitely be in touch. So, yeah, just, again, let the audience know um, your current movie that you're promoting, where people can find out about you, and uh, how they can access your work. All right. It's The Haunting of Pearson Place. And if you want to check out the website, it's M as in Michael, C as in Charles, M as in Michael, mcmfilms, F-I-L-M-S, dot net. Uh, you can also check me out on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. So just look up <laughs> MCM Films or Michael Marino, M-E-R-I-N-O. And uh, we're going to be probably releasing the film, you know, hopefully nationally, internationally, universally within the next six months to a year. And right. I would say, you know, the best way to, you know, see more about it is just to check out the trailer. You can see it on YouTube as well. You know, there's a trailer there for The Haunting of Pearson Place. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, there's a lot of places you can go. I'm all over. The, I'm not hard to find, believe me. So if, I'm a wanted, <laughs> cool. if I'm a wanted man, they haven't found me by now. I'm obviously not wanted, so. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's there's, right. There's good ways to be wanted, and, and other not so good ways to be wanted. So. <laughs> exactly. But, um, exactly. Yeah. But Michael, best of luck to you. I hope you have an amazing weekend at the premiere. I'm sure it's going to be an awesome turnout, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. All right. Thank you so much, and you have a great weekend too. You're welcome. Okay. You too. All right, take Thanks care. so much, Michael. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, again, that was the filmmaker Michael Marino that you just heard. Check out his work at mcmfilms.net. He currently is promoting his movie called The Haunting of Pearson Place, which is scheduled to be released at some premieres that he has talked about, private premieres that he's doing this weekend. Um, and also definitely check out his movie 502. You can purchase that on his website or at Amazon.com. Also check out The Milkman, which he talked about doing a remake coming up. So he's got some great stuff going on. He's really talented, and I definitely recommend checking it out. So again, if anyone's interested in becoming a guest, you can find me by searching Facebook, The Carrie Edelman Show. I also have a personal page on Facebook, as well as you can find me on Twitter, at Carrie Edelman. And uh, similar to what Michael said, if you if you put my name into Google, you can find me at tons of places. And I'll be more than happy to speak with you about how to get on the show and do an interview. Um, anyone interested in doing an interview, please um, just be in mind that I am requesting uh, your products, so whether it is, you know, you're a musician with a CD, a filmmaker with a film, um, I love to preview people's work before I bring them on the air so I can be uh, familiarized with everything they're doing. So prior to um, booking the interview, I'll just request that the product is sent to me, and then I will be in touch with you after we talk about getting the product out and scheduling the date. So upcoming this week, we have, let me just get the calendar out here, Next Wednesday, which is going to be October, actually, October the 5th, we have uh, an awesome comedian coming on, comedian Robert Kelly. So definitely tune in for that. That will happen at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And I'm in the process of doing another special interview this upcoming week. I did uh, Richard Christie from the Howard Stern Show on Monday. So for some reason, you didn't hear that and you're a Howard Stern fan, check it out. It was an hour-and-a-half interview, awesome interview with Richard Christie. Um, so I'm looking to try to get on this week a phenomenal comedy writer out of California named Jim Shagnasi, and he is currently the writer for a show called Effin' With Tonight. And it's a, it's a really interesting comedy and parody based on The Tonight Show. So again, it's called Effin' With Tonight, and that is E-F-F-I-N with Tonight. And again, check that out. That's all over the place. You can check it out at crackle.com. And please just go to my website. You will see uh, when the date is for Jim Shagnasi to come on the show. So, again, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I appreciate the support. The podcast for Michael's interview will be available shortly after the show is over. And we are going to lead off tonight with my title track, Leave It All Behind, off of my debut album. And you can find it on iTunes if you're interested by searching Carrie Edelman. Thanks again, and have a great night.
just trying to find the track here. I have too many things in my switchboard. Okay, here we go. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great night. Suddenly